0: Hallelujah. Well, the last Sunday of 2021. Isn't that crazy? Time goes fast, doesn't it? Man, it's good. It's been a really good year. The Lord has increased us in many, many ways. I could tell you this the glimpses that the Lord has shown me for 2022 of what He's going to do in our local church family here, as far as increase, you know, I, I would say 2021 will end up being the biggest year that we've had in, in 15 years. But I believe that the increase for 2022 will not be one of addition. You know, it's, addition's great. Just increasing every year's great. But I, I believe we're stepping into multiplication in every way. So well, I don't believe that, I know that. I mean, it's just what the Lord has been talking. So expect that. You know, expect to receive multiplied things and services. And uh, God wants to do big things. So as we come to the close of this year, I just wanted to take a second. You know, I'm so thankful for our pastoral staff. You know, we've got a great ministry staff here. Uh, I'm so thankful for all of our heads of ministries, for all of you that are involved. You know, our church is well taken care of. We've had some people go through some physical challenges. The stories that you hear about how that, when we find out, man, people, the community of believers coming around people, and, and, you know, when people in our church come around you, they're coming around with faith to help you and undergird you, and, you know, and God uses that. And I believe that we are going to lay hold of a lot of inheritance this year in your personal lives, uh, corporately as a church family. You know, the Bible says that if we'll meditate in the Word day and night, that we will be like a tree planted by rivers of water. If you'll notice, uh, everything we've been teaching on, it has to do with peace, it has to do with rest, it has to do with genuinely walking in real faith. Right really able to lay hold you don't lay hold of anything with sweat and toil You lay hold of everything at rest Right, so god has big plans You know the one area that i've seen uh, In the church i've talked to so many pastors around the country and they saw the same thing that coming out of this initial COVID Thing whatever you want to call it. Um, That a lot of people have stepped back From helping out in their local church family We've seen a little bit of that here So I want to encourage you If you've kind of stepped on the sidelines For a little bit of a break Get back involved Because being a viable part Of of what God is doing And is the local church everything? No, but the local church is the foundation of everything So every ministry outside the walls of the church starts and is strengthened and has its foundation in the local church. We even see that in the book of Revelation that Jesus, when when he appears to John on the island of Patmos, what is he doing? He is literally right in the midst of the local church. He's standing in the midst of these seven candlesticks, which represents the Holy Spirit's presence in the church. When John, in Revelation chapter 4, verse 1, when God raptures him to show him the rapture of the church, the Bible says that he sees this sea. It's us. It's all of the church standing before the throne of God. And it's interesting... Because the church is there, Jesus isn't seated at the right hand of God. He is literally right in the midst of them. So I want to encourage you. You know, I, a one pastor friend of mine said that the Lord was stirring him about the story of blind Bartimaeus. And when he came to the Lord, he took off his beggar's coat and came to the Lord. You know, he's like, Lord, you know, son of David, he's calling him the basically the Messiah. And, and he's like, have mercy on me. They're like, be quiet. He yells louder. And then Jesus calls him. And when, when he comes up to Jesus, Jesus, now he's blind. So, you know, if a blind person walked up to you, you'd probably know they're blind, wouldn't you? He probably had a stick, right? And, and you would know he's blind. But Jesus, what does he say? He, he looked at him and said, what would you have me do? And, you know, the, this pastor said to me, You know, the Lord spoke to him about 2022, that the Lord is saying, what would you have me do in 2022, in your life? For me, the Lord has spoken very distinctly that that it's the will of the Father, that it's the will of the Lord Jesus, that you walk in freedom that you have literally never experienced before. So that, I mean, we're talking freedom from sickness and disease, freedom from poverty and lack, freedom from addiction, freedom from areas of your life that are in turmoil. That, I mean, I see in within that statement, freedom in your family, restoration of relationships, God causing to come back things that have been stolen from you. So I want to encourage you, thank you to all of everybody who has helped. We've had so many people help this year. Thank you, because we're a family. You know, like at your family at home, everybody helps. Clean the house, do the dishes, and all this stuff. We have seen people come into our church that are blown away at how clean it is. And what what they hear, though, is, wow, this church really is a church of excellence. We've seen people in services There's people online that are literally so hungry They they listen to to every service Multiple times they they outline it. There's ministers people ministering the word of god They're taking what they're hearing here and they're going into different places of the united states and of the world of the world So we're reaching the world And I gotta tell you god has a big plan for omaha And he has a big plan to reach the people of Omaha. A big, big plan. The people of Council Bluffs, right? God has a big plan. And you and I get to be part of it. So anyway, I could tell you this. Put a lot of pressure on me. Because the Lord's already told me I'm going to grow more in 2022 than I have my whole life. Greater anointing. But here's the thing for me I will know him deeper and more intimately to become more acquainted with him in every way and I believe that that's not just for me that's for all of us here amen Jesus he's not just my life he is life amen amen well let's get in the word this morning The Lord's just been stirring me so much about... He just has been speaking to me about, tell my children that my peace is available to them. Declare my peace. And the Lord told me because we need His peace. And we need to know how to walk in it. We need to know that it's available to us. And the peace of God brings strength, and it brings freedom. So we're going to talk about that today. Is that okay? If it's not okay, then you know what? We're still going to talk about it. But I have a feeling I could sense that it's really, really okay, right? You guys are like, Pastor, any, anything you want to talk about in the Word, I'm hungry, I'm ready, hurry up. Come on, let's get to it, right? Amen. So turn in your Bibles to John chapter 16, verse 33. You know, as I get in the Word, it's really amazing. It's as if I see everything new. I, I just, I read scriptures that I've read my whole life, and I'm just, I just, the Lord, what the Lord's been telling me, I, I'm, He's taking me deeper into all of them. And He's just so good. So you're peering in as we look at this. Jesus is The Prince of Peace. He is peace. Peace is a person. And He loves you. And His Spirit is in you. And He has given you the fruit of the Spirit, which is from Him, and part of that is peace. So He said this when He was on the earth in His earthly ministry. He said in John 16, verse 33... These things have I spoken unto you. Why did he speak them? That in me you might have peace. Wow. Now might, because just because you're in him, and and the definition of in Christ is his spirit dwells in you. If you're born again, his spirit is in you. But that doesn't mean that you're going to walk in his peace. He said, in me, you might have peace. So here is, here's how simple this is. Do you want his peace? If you want it, you just take it. In me, you might have peace. So think about this. It's like, it's like the Holy Spirit of God is just holding The peace of God. Who is Jesus? He's holding it out to you all the time. Are you in a battle? Are you going through something? Do you feel alone? Do you feel defeated? He's holding out his peace. He wants you to have peace in the midst of the valley of the shadow of death. He wants you to walk in peace. This quiet assurance that strengthens me because I know That nothing that's going on around me, nothing that's going on around me is going to take me out, is going to defeat me, is going to cause me to shrink back, because I'm His. In me, you might have peace. Then He said this in the world or in the world system, (laughs) He didn't say you might. Notice, in me, you might have peace, but in the world, You shall have Now in the Greek That is very, very strong That means You're going to have what he says In the world, you're going to have tribulation You will have it This word tribulation means You will have pressure put on you There will be another definition of this word There will be mental anguish There will be he satan's gonna throw thoughts to try to cause mental anguish in your life Does that sound true to you, right? You're like yeah, I have firsthand knowledge of that, right? Persecution is another definition of this word in the world system. You will have persecution In the world system, you shall have burdens And trouble there will be things that try to come and cause trouble There will be things that will try to burden you. What does that mean as you're walking through the world system? Satan is going to try to get you to carry burdens and how many burdens he wants you to I mean, he wants to crush you with them but then he says look at this but so in other words, Jesus is saying, so when I say but, that erases everything. All this pressure, mental anguish, trouble, burdens, all this stuff means nothing in comparison to what he's going to say. But be of good cheer. In the Greek language it means, so take courage and be bold. Why? Because Jesus said, I have overcome right? It's the Greek word Nikeo, right? Like little Nikela is an overcomer, (laughs) but this Greek word is Nikeo, right? It means, it means to conquer. I have conquered the world. We get the Greek word Nikeo from the Greek word Nike, which means victory, to be victorious. See, we are to be bold in the Lord. Boldness is not arrogance. Arrogance is I'm all that. Boldness is he's all that and I'm in him. So when I stand against anything, I can be bold. I can take courage and be bold because I know he's with me and he is already overcome what i'm facing it has no power oh who cares what you feel when you start to meditate on this guess what all the burden feelings all the mental anguish it all goes away and there's only one thing left the peace of god which passes all understanding guys god has made you victorious everything about you is victorious Boldness comes from what you know and from really who you know and remember (coughs) Excuse me bible. know is not intellectual It's experience Boldness comes from you experiencing god And i'm telling you He says it in the book of revelation behold. I stand at the door and knock He's not talking to an unbeliever He's talking to believers. I'm standing at the door of your heart all the time. In other words, the Word of God right now is knocking on your door. Are you going to be a listener today? Or are you going to be a hearer? Because if you'll open the door and be a hearer, faith will come. I'll come. That's really what he's saying. See, we know why. Because the Holy Spirit has revealed to us something. That's Bible, no. We can't know this on our own. And guess what? The Holy Spirit is excited to reveal to you everything about Jesus. Courage comes as a result of who you know and what you know. So now jump back a couple chapters. Let's look at another piece of this. John chapter 14 in verse 27. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe this this message will build extreme strength in you. It'll birth hope in you. There's wisdom in these verses that will show you which way to go and what to do. Today, as you're listening online, as you're here, answers are here for you. The Lord will reveal to you things that you can make little adjustments for the Holy Spirit will reveal to you how much He loves you, how much He's for you. He'll reveal to you that you're not far away from being in the perfect will of God. If you're in Christ, you are in the perfect will of God, so just start walking it out. He said this, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, and neither let it be afraid. Did you notice that last part? He says, don't let your heart be troubled or afraid. In other words, being troubled in your heart, and again, the word heart really is in your soulish realm, in your mind. Don't let your mind be troubled or afraid. That's a big statement. Wait a minute, I thought my circumstances dictated that. Because this happened, and man, trouble, and no, 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 you're still in control. You decide. You don't ever have to let yourself be troubled or afraid. Trouble and fear, it's external. You don't ever have to be afraid. In reality, what is there to be afraid of? Nothing. Why? Because God's with you. Right? So, let's look at this word peace. It's the Greek word, it's E-I-R-E-N-E. You know, if you want to say it this way, Irene, is probably the closest. You know, they fight battles over how to say this stuff. Who cares, right? But the Greek word means this. It means rest. The word for peace, again, rest. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. Right? It means contentment. God wants you content where you are On the way to where you're going See when you're stressed You're going to When you're stressed You're going to start making it all about you And you're going to try to be good enough To do enough And work hard enough To do all this stuff When in reality How you work I mean look at Jesus Was he ever stressed No. I mean, even when he was standing before Pilate, beaten, hurting, and Pilate starts threatening him, he just looked at him and said, you're not the one in control. Don't you know I could crucify you or I could let you go? Right? Jesus is like, Pilate, no man takes my life. Why? Because he learned how to walk in, in peace. This word, Irene, this Greek word for peace, it means quietness. Do you know the peace of God will quiet your mind? It'll literally mount guard. It'll come out of your spirit, and it will quiet you. Have your, has your mind ever just been, all these thoughts and all this stuff, you're, you wake up and you're like, what? What? The peace of God, you could learn how to walk in it, and it'll quiet your mind. The peace of God, this word means safety. Safety. The peace of God will cause you to realize the fact that the angel of the Lord encamps round about me to protect me, to deliver me. That God is my inaccessible place of refuge. That I abide under the shadow of the Almighty and nothing can affect me. I'm safe. My children are safe. My family's safe. The peace of God does that. It means security. You know, if you're going through financial trouble, security can kind of go out the window sometime, but not for a Christian. Because the peace of God will rise out of your spirit and make you realize, no, 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 no. You're secure. I am your provider. It literally means prosperity. Here is kind of the picture that this Greek word gives. A tranquil, a tranquil state of a soul that is assured of its salvation. Why? Why? Because of the harmonious relationship that he or she has with their God. It's an assurance that comes in knowing that I'm His. That there's a harmonious relationship. Yeah, but pastor, I haven't been living right. Okay. So change. But know this. Your relationship is still harmonious with God. God, does, you don't, you, God doesn't leave you when you're messing up. And that actually, the goodness of God, that will cause you to change your mind and repent. And come back to Him. And lay down this stuff. Stop being disobedient. Right? Disobedience. You know, as I pray for people in our church, and there, there's people that that they're just, their lunch is being eaten. There's an area of their life. There's one little area that, that, that they're just not willing to be a doer of the word in. And it's stopping this, if I, could, if I could say it this way, I see this floodgate that wants to propel them in life. And there's like this little thing, for some people it's tithing. For some people, it might be some unforgiveness. For some people, it's just they don't know who they really are. And for some, it's literally their their own Lord. I'm going to do what I want to do. And it's stopping so much, but it doesn't cause you to not have a harmonious relationship. If you're his child, you have a harmonious relationship knowing that God's not mad at you will cause you to run back to him. Make the little adjustment and get right. You go from where you are to right back in the middle of God's will. Actually, to be honest with you, it it really kind of works like this. So if this circle is the perfect will of God for me, if I'm got the word first, speaking the word, walking by faith, walking in love, strong in the Lord, putting him first, man, I am like right in the middle of the will of God. If I'm not speaking right, man, I haven't read my Bible, I'm not meditating in the word, kind of living for myself, and I'm just kind of blowing it in every area, guess where I'm still at? I'm just right here in the middle of the will of God. I'm just not able to sense it. I'm not able to to partake of what I need to get me out of my situations outwardly. But inwardly, God's not mad at me. He's not getting down on me. The Holy Spirit's prompting me. And this is what happens to a lot of believers. They just keep pushing this down. You know, and their heart gets a little hardened. But man, there's so much inner turmoil. If they'll just but just repent and turn, then everything is, they're right there. So you don't don't progressively get back in the will of God. You're there. Now you're just able to start walking in it. And as you start walking in it, it's progressive. Why? You start growing in your ability. Everything is still on your table that you need. But your ability to see it and lay hold of it just grows. That's why Romans says it's good, acceptable, and perfect. It's a progression. Why? It's as you renew your mind, it's good, acceptable, and perfect. Beloved, 3 John 2, I pray that you'd prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. Right? Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. But I don't give it like the world gives. Well, how does the world give things? Conditionally hey, if you do this, then I'm going to do this. No, God's not like that. He gave you everything before you were ever born. He's already given you everything. He's given you all of Him. If you could see the angelic hosts, Jesus looking at you, waiting Prompting if you could see how excited the Holy Spirit is to lead you into things And see for us in this last generation We're just too distracted Which causes us to be self-centered Everything about our life is for us Right I can't do anything for God Because I'm just too busy When if a person would get rid of that and say, I'm going to let everything go in my life and I'm going to put him first, all of a sudden in a very short period of time they'd be like, wow, I am doing more for God and I have more time. Because see, when you live outwardly, everything's death. But if you live inwardly, if you're spiritually minded, it's life and peace. So Jesus gave us his peace. His peace peace never changes because of circumstances. Doesn't matter what the circumstances are, the peace of God is greater. So see, let not your heart be troubled. This is up to you and I. What do I do? What do you mean, Pastor? I decide. I must refuse to allow my thoughts And my feelings and my emotions To be troubled I just have made a decision I will not let my Emotions My feelings I won't let them be troubled I'm not going to let Thoughts Get in my life So that I'm troubled So here's peace This is a definition that the Lord gave me a long time ago Peace, His peace, is a supernatural fruit of the Spirit given to us for the purpose of giving us victory over all the storms and all the stresses of life. It's a supernatural fruit of the Spirit. It's from Him, it's not of this world, and it's given to us so that we can have victory over every circumstance and every stress in life you know when you walk with God this way the peace of God says not only do I not care I refuse to care and when Satan starts throwing thoughts Satan you don't know how much I don't care. But I'm going to kill you with sickness and disease. No you're not. You don't know how much I don't care. I'm not going to let a feeling. I'm not going to let a circumstance. I'm not going to let anything ever trouble my mind. I'm going to take every thought captive with the word of God. My life looks like a disaster. Father I thank you that you Always cause me to triumph and you always give me the victory If i'm facing sickness, I will not die Right it is written. I will not die, but I will live And declare the works of the lord If i'm in a situation that doesn't look like it's working out father. It is written Your favor crowns me as with a shield and your favor changes situations. It opens doors that no man can close. It shuts doors that no man can open. So Satan, you don't know how much I don't care what you're trying to do in my life against my business. Whatever, it won't work. Because I'm righteous. No weapon that's formed against me will prosper. Right? This is, this is how you stay and walk in the peace that's already there. In other words... The Bible says you have joy by the answer of your mouth This is how you This is Peace is there Jesus said my peace I give you He didn't say my peace I will give you If you're good enough Or if you know just enough No, nope. he says I, I, this is, I, I give this to you It's yours If you're born again this morning, it's yours If you're not, then just receive Christ And it's yours Right So let's jump over Let's look at something Jesus said I love this passage of scripture because this this is such a this is kind of a life verse for me because when I see this verse I see the picture of a great shepherd and it teaches me how to be an under shepherd Matthew chapter 20 or chapter 11 verse 28 Jesus said come unto me all you that labor, that means that are toiling, and are heavy laden, this means overburdened. Come unto me, if you're toiling, if you're overburdened with anything, come unto me, and I will give you rest. The word rest means a quiet ceasing that will refresh you. Are you overburdened? Are you stressed and are you toiling? Come to me. What does that look like in 2021? Jesus is the Word. Come unto me. Just come unto me. And I'll give you rest. As I I believe the Word and speak the Word, a quiet ceasing, it calms my mind to where all that I hear is His voice. And I know him. And he never talks to me about, well, Tony, this is going to, you know, you're going to lose for a while before you win. No, he never says that. He says, hey, don't be moved by all that. You're already victorious. I'm working. I've already went before you. It's all going to work out. I want you to be like me. I want you to call the end from the beginning. I want you to call those things that are or as though, they, right, as though they're not. right. I want, you, I want you to literally say, if you're sick in your body, don't walk around saying I'm not sick. Walk around saying it is written I'm healed. Right? Call those things that be not, not as though they are, as though they were. You can't say as though they are. Because when were you healed? In about A.D. 32, way before you ever hit the earth. So I could call this Thing that I'm facing right now in 2021. I already know the answer because I know what happened back here. And it's mine. Come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke. See, this is how you come unto him. You take his yoke. His yoke is his doctrine. You've heard me say this before. The yoke was a rabbi's doctrine. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me i open this book and i start learning of him right look at what he says for i am meek i'm humble and lowly of in heart and you'll find rest unto your souls i'm humble pastor dave even said it he humbled himself as a servant and took upon himself flesh Everything about Jesus was to do the will of God. As you learn of him, and you make a decision to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, look at what happens. You shall find rest unto your souls. You'll find rest. We which do believe, Hebrews says, do enter into rest you'll find rest for your soul. Man, I'm telling you, when you rest, true rest, in, when you're resting on the inside, you can rest on the outside. Some believers don't know what it's even like to rest on the outside. Why? Because they've never really taken the word upon themselves. What does it mean I'm taking the word upon myself? It means that I'm going to let the word of God dwell richly. Right? It means I'm going I'm to be a hearer, and I'm going to be a doer. I'm going to keep the word in abundance in my heart, and I'm going to keep it coming out of my mouth. I'm not going to come to the word, well, let me see if I want to do that. No, no. If, it, if his word says it, I'm going to do it. If he te- whatever he tells me to do, I'll do it, because I know him. Learn of me, and you'll find rest for your souls. And then he says it again, for my yoke is easy. My yoke is easy. That means in the Greek language that word easy means my yoke is gentle and it's very easy to use. See, it's not easy to walk outside the realm of the word. It's not easy for you. If you're a child of God today, it's not easy for you to not to live your life without the word being first, without God being first, without being all in. In the things of God. It's like you're a fish trying to live outside of water. You're frustrated. There's turmoil. You don't even know why there's turmoil, right? But boy, I'm telling you, God, this end time harvest is going to come as a result of people seeing the church at rest, right? No, no, no. You could yell, you could scream every tv show every all the media everything could be screaming one thing and we're smiling because we know the gates of hell is never going to prevail against the church that's the church in general but that's also the church individually satan the gates of hell will never prevail against you i love that so in philippians chapter 4 verse 6 let's look at another piece of this puzzle it says be careful for nothing this word careful Philippians 4 6 it means don't be anxious don't be annoyed in spirit and don't allow yourself to be drawn in different directions you know what you know what what would you define being drawn in different directions you could sum it up in one word. Don't be distracted. Should I go here? Should I go there? I gotta, I gotta, man, I got all this going on. I gotta make a decision right now. No, 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 no. No, no, you've already won. Don't act like you're losing. But you don't understand, if this medicine doesn't slow this thing down, this is gonna get worse. I, my doctor sat on a computer screen and showed me in within 20 months... This was going to be the new thing that started happening in my body. Right? If you sit in a doctor's office and see that, you thank him or her, and you walk out and say no. That might, that might be the way, they, that's their natural knowledge, that might be the way this thing always goes naturally, but there's one factor, Jesus already bore what I'm, what's attacking me. And I've already been healed in the name of Jesus. So I'm going to stand at rest knowing this thing's already over. It just doesn't look like it. And when you come into this faith-filled church, don't be afraid to come in here with a walker. No, no, don't be afraid. Don't call, call us up and say, man, you know, I've had this surgery. You know, I, I, I mean, we got room for beds. We, we can get comfortable chairs. You could put your feet up. You can walk around if sitting doesn't. Who cares? But don't feel like, man, I'm this guy who's sick coming into church. No, 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 we know who you are. We know the word. You're healed. And oh, is it going to be a fun testimony. Right? And we don't count it fun. We just count it all joy. Why do I count it joy? Because I already know the answer. Because He's greater. He is the final authority. Don't be anxious. Don't be annoyed in spirit. Don't be drawn in different directions and distracted. This word also means an anxious thought. An anxious thought is worry. Don't worry about anything, in other words, but in everything by prayer and supplication. So don't worry about anything, pray about everything, but pray with thanksgiving. Why? Because you already know the answer. You've already won. I'm not not trying to get something, I've already got it, and you're going to see it in my life. Because I already own it. And man, I'm hearing his word And I've already laid hold of it You can't see it You can't tell the change right now But just hide and watch And in that process Man, I'm telling you If if all of a sudden I've got a thousand demons throwing thoughts And I'm just I'm standing And then all of a sudden Two thousand more start coming All I do is go Hey, Pastor Mark Tell me how healed I am because the minute I get him involved two will put 10,000 a flight But oh man, what happens if oh my gosh now we've got 20,000 Then I go get pastor Dave Tell me how healed I am Text me tell me how victorious I am Now we got a hundred thousand That we're greater than One will put a thousand to flight two will put 10,000 if you keep going with that three will put a hundred thousand Man, and if that's not enough, run over and get Pastor Torian or Phineas. Now we now a million. Do you see why we get everything together? Well, no, Pastor, you don't understand how spiritually mature I am. Really? Well, let's change your diaper, and then you could tell me. Seriously. Well, God's taking me in the deeper things of God. Do you know when you go into the deeper things of God, do you know one thing a person who's into the deeper things of God, one thing they never say is, I'm going into the deeper things of God. (laughs) Everything we're talking about is pretty deep. To be honest with you, the more you look into it, it'll go from milk to meat. It's really kind of amazing. Spiritual food You eat John 3.16 as a baby, and man, you just are like, wow, this is wonderful. It's like milk. And then as you grow and you walk with the Lord for 50 years, John 3.16 is not milk to me. It's like this just massive T-bone steak with like, you know, 900 grams of spiritual protein in it. It's got some spiritual creatine and L-glutamine and the BCAAs. It's all in there, man. I I just I read it and it's like, wow. How'd I get off on that? <laughs> but in everything, by prayer, and people that don't work out are going, wow, what? what? <laughs> Other people that work out and are really into the into gyms now are going, Pastor, that that was great, you know. 30, 40 years ago, but now we have this and this and try release protein. You know, it just releases. Yeah. Let your requests be made known unto God. See, whatever distracts you from rest, it'll block you from walking in the finished work of Jesus. Don't let anything distract you. If it's a distraction, Get it out of your life. Here's the thing. Many times you don't know if it's a distraction or not. That's why you just make a decision that he's first. And you get sensitive and the Holy Spirit will say, Hey, today we're not going to watch football. Today we're going to do this. Hey, turn that, turn that wonderful worship music off right now. I, I want you to listen to some word. Turn everything off and just start confessing this scripture. Okay, now go back and listen to this song 20 times. He'll tell you everything. Perfect. He's perfect. He knows exactly what you need. Satan's attacks are designed to keep you out of rest. They're designed to stress you out because that separates you from peace. It makes things too loud. Do you know God made our bodies incredible, but they can't handle stress because they're not supposed to? When stress comes in my life, it's like, okay, stress. There you go. Right? I already know the answer. Oh, yep, that's the answer. Yep, it's written I I can do all things through Christ. Oh, I feel weak. Oh, yep, that's the answer. I'm strong in the Lord. Right? Right? They're designed to keep you out of rest so that they can fill you with the cares of this world which will fill you with stress. Does that make sense? It says, don't worry about anything but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known unto God and look at what happens in verse 7 of Philippians chapter 4. Now and the peace of God, which passes all understanding. Wow. <laughs> so that means all that I could teach you about peace, there's always going to be more. When we stand before Jesus and we see not through a glass dimly, but we see face to face. We're not hindered at all. Guess what? The revelation of the peace of God is going to be so mighty, but it's still not going to be everything. Ten million years from now, as we're hanging out at the most beautiful ocean in the world, we're going to be like, wow, I'm seeing more into what the peace of God is. It's beyond all understanding. And look at what it does It keeps your heart and it keeps your mind through Christ. In other words, it keeps how you're kept is through the Word. Do you see that? The Word keeps me. The Word is my refuge. The Word is my high tower. When I'm in the fire, the Word is with me. It keeps my heart. It keeps my mind. Oh, it's so simple. So simple. So the humble rely on the peace of God to empower them to walk through the storms of life. The humble. That's why you have to humble yourself. You have to learn of Jesus. To have quietness in your soul, you got to learn from him. The humble will rely on the peace of God to empower them to walk through the storms of life without ever being moved. Psalm 119, verse 165 says this, great peace. Now this word peace is the Old Testament version. It means shalom. What is shalom? It means completeness, soundness, peace, quiet tranquility and safety. It says great peace, great safety, great soundness, great completeness. So many people, they don't know who they are. Man, peace is the road to your identity. Great, quiet tranquility have they which love thy law. Well, let's put it in New Testament wording, that love thy word. The Bible says that if you'll love the word of God, well, what does Bible love mean? Bible love means you obey it. Oh, I love the word. Well, are you doing it? Because if you're not doing it, you don't love it. And that's why you have no peace. Oh, the peace is there, you're just not walking in it. But if you'll obey it, what did God say? If you love me, you will keep my commandments. You'll do what the word says. Boy, that, that's, isn't that, God is just so, there's just no darkness, there's no confusing. You know, we could play the game with everybody else, but we can't play the game with ourselves. You know right now if you're loving God, by your lifestyle, right? Oh, I wish people would look at their lifestyle because I believe that we're living in a church environment. I'm, I'm very concerned that a lot of people, almost maybe even a majority of people that are sitting in church are not even saved. They just simply go, I believe that Jesus is God, but I've never been born again because I'm not committed to him. I never read my Bible. I I never have any desire for God. I do what I want to do. Man, if there's there's nothing inside of an individual drawing them to change, I got a question. Because we're living in a time, I mean, we're going to be there when Jesus looks at people and says, and they're going to say, Lord, Lord, and he's going to say, I... Depart from me, I I never knew you. Not that I knew you and you walked away, I never knew you. Right? Why am I saying that? Because God, in all of his love, is wooing his creation. He's wooing his church. Why do we have so many people that 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 literally, and you're and if we I don't think we'll have time today, but if we did, we can get into more about how that. Your your behavior and your lifestyle of walking in the peace of God, it it helps other people see. Right, we don't beat people up with the Bible. We just love them, and the goodness of God goes. Wow, there's something about that person. I need Jesus. No guilt, no shame. No, you're this lousy sin- sinner. You know, some street preachers turn or burn. That's not the message of the gospel. The message of the gospel is, hey, God came and died for you. And now he's holding out his life and he's just, he's begging you, I want you. Right? To be offended, look at this, great peace have they which love thy word. It says, and nothing shall offend them. This word offend literally means it's a stumbling block. It means you're in it gives you a picture of somebody who is entrapped and they're tripped up and all of a sudden they're caused to they're caused to distrust someone that they should be trusting. You get offended. You know there's a lot of people that are not in church because somebody offended them. A pastor offended them. A pastor had a bad day and offended somebody. That's why we in the ministry. I can't afford to have a bad day. You, you will never see me come into this church with a poor attitude. Right? Why? I, actually, that would be hard to do. I'd have to get so self-centered. I'd have to be looking at wrong things. And But how do I practice that? I've got to stay in that place at home. Where, you know, I'm sitting in a chair And I have a wife that just Flat out loves me unconditionally And would put up with anything I gotta be careful there Right? Because my tongue could get I could start talking about things I shouldn't be talking about For it's all of us are like that, right? You cannot love God's word and be offended And loving God's word means you hear it and you obey it. Or I should say it this way. You hear it, you obey it, and you continue in it. Right? Psalm 119, verse 11 says, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I would not sin against you. See, we're trying to overcome sin without the word in our heart. But what's happening now in the church And I would say, man, it has escalated in the last five years. It's amazing. Nobody's even trying to overcome sin. Right? You know, I just, I want to have sex before marriage, so I'm going to do it. I want to, you know, I want to go out and go to bars and be in that environment and, and all this stuff, right? I had one guy, a friend of mine... I worked with him in a factory, and he was, he worked in a factory with me, really handsome guy, he was on the cover of GQ magazine, he lived in South Central LA, and we became friends and, and all this stuff, and he was a little older than me, and I mean, he was also an actor, uh, and so, and he was really frustrated, because he was an African American guy, and he never, I mean, he was in Hill Street Blues, those of you who are older Remember that, that show? He always played a gang member. He was in White Shadow. He, you know, this, this white basketball coach that had this inner city basketball team. And he, he could never get a job that wasn't a gang member. You know? And Tom Selleck, he met him one day and he kind of helped him because he was really a great actor. But he would, go to, he would go to clubs in L.A. And he would tell me about it. He goes, he goes oh, he goes, it's all good. I don't don't fall and everything. So when I turn 21, he's like, when you turn 21, I'll show you. We'll go. So I remember, man, I turn 21, and we go to this club in L.A. And I walk in, and I'm like, I felt like I walked right into hell. I mean, the spirit of just perverseness I'm looking at women and they're like, they're totally, it's sexual, it's all this stuff. And I'm just like, wow. Then it was so funny because I'm half Sicilian. I walk in the bathroom and they had like cologne and they had a guy that would help people. And there was this dude. Now, this would have been, I was 21. So 1983. No, I'm sorry. 62. Gosh, it's been so long. So 18 and 80. Yeah, 83. So there's this guy with this this Italian guy with his shirt, you know, unbuttoned down to here, hairy chest, and he was literally, the dude was literally combing the hair on his <laughs> chest. I'm washing my hands. I'm like... <clears throat> you know, I was a little brass. I'm like, wow! You know, and this guy's like, what? And I'm like, nothing, dude. You know, I'm leaving. I'm thinking, geez, this is crazy. And we, you know... We finally, we leave this bar. And, and, and my friend goes, he goes, what'd you think? I go, I go, brother, I think you're deceived. I go, you're telling me you come here and you've never hooked up with anybody. His head drops. Well, I'm like, environment. The Bible says come out of the world. Now, do we judge any of those people? Absolutely not. Right? I spent, I spent the two hours we were in that club, there was this young lady, she was sitting at a bar, she was all alone. So I just, I kind of left him. He's, he's getting hit on by every woman. I'm at this bar, I start talking to her. And, and her, she's, she's engaged to be married and her friends took her out to this bar. She's miserable. She's like, man, I'm a Christian. And I just, I hate this. And all this stuff, I'm like, well, what are you doing here? Oh, they talked me into this. I go, I know, my friend talked me into this too. So we sat there and talked about the Lord for a couple hours, and then we left. So the Lord helped me that time, right? So funny. Why do you want darkness when you got life? Psalm 2911. Let me keep going. Let me stop meddling on myself. Psalm 2911. But I'll tell you this. Your pastor, who loves God with all of his heart, if I lived in that environment, I would fall. Right? Because God wouldn't be leading me there. Ever. Psalm 29, 11. The Lord will give strength unto his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. Isaiah 26, verse 3 says this. Thou wilt keep. This word keep means thou wilt guard and protect and preserve, and watch over, and actually hide. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. That means my mind I'm leaning into, I'm laying hold of, I'm resting upon, I've taken hold of. If I take hold of him, He'll keep me in perfect peace. So when you're in a storm, this is what you do. You take hold of the word of God. You walk around with your hands up. This is how you grab Jesus. It is written, By your stripes, Lord Jesus, I was healed. Therefore, I am healed. Right? You've given me delegated authority in your name to have mastery over all the satanic hierarchy, over, over the devil himself, and I declare that nothing will by any means hurt me. I'm a world overcomer. It's written because I'm born of you. That's how you do that. And the Bible says peace. He'll keep him in perfect peace. Notice, you don't keep yourself in peace. He keeps you in peace whose mind is stayed on thee why would i do that because he trusts in thee verse 4 trust ye in the lord forever for the lord jehovah is everlasting strength this means he's an everlasting this word strength literally means he's an everlasting rock he's an everlasting refuge It means my feet are not on sand. I'm on a rock of the revelation of who Jesus is, and I can't be moved. Isaiah 32, 17 says this, and the work of righteousness shall be peace. See, you have been made righteous. You're literally righteous. Well, if righteousness was a tree, you've heard me say this, peace would be the fruit. And the effect of righteousness is what? quietness and assurance forever verse 18 and my people shall dwell in a peaceable habitation get that your apartment your house if you're living in the basement of a relative I don't care where it is if it's your dwelling place God is saying my people shall dwell in a peaceful habitation don't ever let your house be turmoil. Right? Don't let it be turmoil. I love this. My people shall dwell in a peaceful habitation and in sure dwellings and in quiet resting places. That's God's will for your life. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 2 says grace and peace now is multiplied unto you how? through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord so in other words as you gain revelation knowledge of God and of Jesus the Bible says grace and peace is actually multiplied to you Colossians 3.15 says let or allow the peace of God to rule, to rule in your hearts to the which also you are called in one body and be ye thankful. In the Greek it says, and become thankful. Wow. So if thankfulness is the key to the miraculous, you got to be thankful to walk in it. The key to doing that is you have to allow the peace of God to rule in your heart. What does that mean? It's the Greek word that means to act as an umpire and to govern. This was a sports term of the day. The peace of God is to be your umpire well do i move here or do i move there do i work here or do i work there do i get a vaccine or do i not get the vaccine do i write everything do i marry this person or do i not the peace of god is the umpire it governs you don't let anybody else govern you let the peace of god do it in everything the peace of god in other words is in you to govern you. So that means God will never lead you in stress, ever. You'll always be able to tell His way because it'll be peace. Have you ever went shopping and you really like this pair of shoes? Man, they look perfect. You tried them on, and they just didn't feel perfect. And then you start playing games in your mind? Well, you know, maybe I just need to break them in. You buy the shoes. Do you ever wear them again? No. They sit in your closet. You look at them every day. Right? But when you put a pair of shoes on and your foot slides into them and you're like, yeah. Right? When I met Jeanette, just fit. She had no idea what she was getting into. But for me, (laughs) it just fit. Being the pastor of Faith Family Church, it just fits. It feels so good. Tailor-made. Everything God has for you is tailor-made for you. Right? So while I've been preaching, though, I'm looking at this lovely young couple here. And I'm wondering, so did you end up sleeping outside because of some of the things you were saying to your wife that night? Uh, Or did she have mercy on you, right? No, I'm just teasing. If you were here at the Christmas Eve service, you know what I'm talking about. Let or allow the peace of God to rule or umpire in your hearts, to the which also you are called in one body. Notice how, again, we're together. And become thankful. The Weiss translation said this. Edwin, you know, maybe it's one of his relatives that spells his last name a little different, but who knows. The Weiss translation says, Let the peace of God act as an umpire in your heart. It will tell you if you're safe, if you're not. It'll tell you you could come. It'll tell you no, you can't. Verse 16, let, right after letting the peace of God, it says, let or allow the word of Christ to dwell or inhabit in you richly in all wisdom. Wisdom. This word wisdom, literally, is, it's the Greek word Sophia. All these Greek words have female names. Sophia. It, it literally means expertise and skill in the affairs of life. Do you know the word of God will give you the precise, exact skill you need to go to the top of whatever field God calls you to be? It'll empower you to do it. And grace and peace is multiplied to you. So we've got to follow after peace So let me say Run over here Run over to Hebrews chapter 12 verse 14 We're going to look at two verses Hebrews chapter 12 verse 14 While you're going there I want to read Romans 14 19 Because it it showcases this Greek word Dioko And it's going to tell you how to walk in peace It says, let us therefore follow. It's the Greek word dioko. Let us therefore pursue. Let us therefore hunt for all you hunters. Let us therefore hunt after the things which make for peace and things wherewith one may edify another. We have to hunt. A hunter will go to great lengths in preparation, he knows what gun to use right i was talking to john george and his brother willie he i don't know why you'd want to do this but he was a big hunter and he would hunt grizzlies and different well he he wanted he went on this thing to hunt a yukon moose a yukon moose is at the top of the food chain they're massive i mean they they kill grizzly bears grizzly bears will not mess with them they're massive and their their senses are so in tune that you have, to, you have to have a guide and they have to fly you out in the middle of nowhere in these mountains. And you have to have a special gun because the moose will be thousands of yards away. And the moose will know you're there. But he won't, he won't think it's a threat because you're so far away. And you, and, and you have to have a... He, he, the guide would tell him exactly where to go. He'd hunt them. And then he would shoot the moose from that far away. He had to have a special gun. That's what it's talking about, hunt. If you hunt polar bears, I've heard that when you go hunt a polar bear, you better know what you're doing because they, when they sense it, they will start hunting you. They don't back down, they start hunting you. Now, I, again, I, was at, I remember going to a meeting in Dodger Stadium years ago. You walk in their, their area where they, have, they bring clients and stuff and they had a five-star kind of restaurant thing there. And under the glass was this polar bear. I mean, you're, it, it's just massive. And I'm thinking, why would anybody want to go? First of all, it's beautiful. Why would you want to kill that? But Right? You know, I mean, but that's hunters. Talk to a hunter. They could explain that to you. But, but the Bible says you have to hunt after peace. So that tells me, see, it's really easy for me to be at peace with Jim. Man, I just, I love his personality. We click. But what about that person in your life that doesn't like you and you have heard all that they've said about you or they've hurt you? You're going to have to hunt. You're going to have to figure out how To have them in your life and walk in the peace of God. See, remember, hunting after peace, peace. I'm hunting after peace. And it'll teach me how to put up with all the different people in my life and all the different situations. Why does it talk so much about it with people? Because people will rob your peace. You're going through something in church, right a lady's getting ready in the morning and and she doesn't really look the you know the way she wants and she comes to church and she's a little self-centered and and here's this wonderful christian lady that meets her and goes oh are are you sad are you you know and and the lady's like i'm so sick of people i'm not sad my eyes just have this thing going on with them right right Little, little things like that. You get around somebody that goes, is going through something, and you're saying something that's just throwing gasoline on them. Satan, don't, don't get down on the person. Right? That's why we all got to be sensitive so Satan never uses us that way. Amen. It's, it's true, whether you believe it or not, right? Let us therefore follow after the things which make for peace, and things wherewith one may edify another. Hebrews 12, 14, real quick, follow, again, dioko, hunt, pursue, peace with all men, and pursue and hunt after holiness. Holiness, it's the Greek word hagiasmas. it literally is a big word, it describes something separate, it describes something different, special, and sanctified. That's how we're to live. We're to hunt after holiness. Why why is the behavior of so many Christians exactly like the world? Because they've never been taught this. This doesn't just automatically happen. Sometimes you go to church and they'll beat you up. You better be holy. And you're sitting there going, yeah, you know, that sounds good. How? Because man, I I make a decision to be holy. Holy. And then by noon, I'm saying stuff I shouldn't say, doing stuff I shouldn't do. Well, you gotta hunt after it. Who's your trainer in this? The Holy Spirit. Follow after peace, follow after holiness. This Greek word holiness, describing something special, different, uh, sanctified. It literally means to be morally pure and separated unto God. See, Holy is not, here, here's what holiness doesn't look like. I'm all that, and, you know, you're, you're, you're not as spiritual as me, and, and you just, you know, I'm a little bit better than you. Uh, I live a holy life. That's not holy. Holy is a person that walks around, Father, I'm so thankful that you keep me. Because without you, man... Where would I be without you? I'm so thankful. That's holy. That's somebody that God separates. Never beats people up with the Bible. Looks at people that are having trouble and going, oh man, I'd be in the same place if, I, if it wasn't for God. Let me pray for this person. Let me help them. Never judge. I spend all my time judging myself. Right? And holiness, and then it says this, without which no man shall see the Lord. Now we're getting into it. Are you saying, Pastor, that if I don't hunt and pursue peace and holiness, that I'm not saved? No, that's not what this is saying. No man will see the Lord means that no man will be admitted into the immediate presence of the Lord. Oh, his presence is there, but you're not sensing it. So follow peace with all men. Peace in relationships is not something that happens automatically. We have to have a goal, we have to have a plan, and we have to work the plan. You'll have to pursue love and relationships the same way. Follow peace with all men in holiness... See, we don't have a right as children of God to think and act like the world. We are to act like children of God. We must respond in our relationships like children of God. Follow peace with all men in holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. This is talking about seeing God in your life now, in this life. Bad attitudes, strife, Unforgiveness will restrict you from moving in the presence of God now. Wrong attitudes keep us from going into a dimension of God that He wants to take us. Right? You cannot taste dimensions of the anointing because you can't mix these things with the anointing. They don't mix. So I want to encourage you Follow peace. It goes on to say, looking diligently lest any man fall of the grace of God. We look diligently. See, every every believer, this word looking is really, really interesting. It means to bishop, allowing the peace of God to be your umpire. Looking diligently lest we fall of the grace of God. In other words, you and I will fail if we don't partake in the grace of God because we're not supposed to do anything alone. We do everything with Him. And then it goes on and it says, Lest any root of bitterness. See, if we don't do this, we can get into bitterness. A root. And this root, it's deep. This root goes deep. It goes so deep It goes from you to your children To your grandchildren It'll go generations Never forget this And I know I'm going a little long But we have to do this What you are full of Is what you will talk about Your words always locate you Your heart will always find a way To express the bitterness that's in you Right? So here is the reason why. A root of bitterness will spring up. This is a picture of something, a plant springing out of the ground. And it will trouble you. It will keep pricking at you. And thereby many be defiled. If we don't pursue peace and holiness, a root of bitterness forms in us, and it will spring up, And it'll defile many. That word defile means it'll permanently stain them. Do you know how many times in our short history of our church that I've seen people get out of the word and get offended? And they will go home and they will talk about their pastor and their church and they will permanently stain the kids. Now we've been going long enough where sometimes some of those kids reach out to me and they want nothing to do with God. And they want nothing to do with the church because of what their parents said at home. So be careful what you get full of. Because to walk in the peace of God, you have to follow Him. Amen?